Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, let him go. Let him him go. go, Let him go. He's going to chop. Oh, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) Spoiler. Jeez. (laughs) No one knows what I'm talking about. Unless you've seen the movie, then you might know what I'm talking about. Yes, today we are reviewing Thomas uh bazooka's <laughs> let him go uh starring diane lane kevin costner uh leslie manville uh and more um being released on next friday november, november 6. the 6th 2020 released by focus features it's a little double fo- focus features review uh week we just reviewed come play which you guys can check out right now please go check out that review um eric how you doing i'm good i'm good and both movies were supposed to be released in the summer so uh at the end of the summer too specifically so now we're getting them uh in the fall as as awards movies so come play for best picture sure yeah uh, i mean (laughs) this year who knows larry for best actor Uh, um kevin costner might get a supporting actor nomination who knows no he won't um I don't know. Yeah, let's just get into it. What the hell is let me let let me go? <laughs> let, let him go. go. Well, you forgot that this is also from the writer director of the Family Stone, uh, which oh goodness, yeah, 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 that's true. This is actually a better movie than Family Stone. So I apologize for starting off on a bad foot, but this is uh, based on the novel by Larry Watson, and it's a tale of a. a the title itself is a double entendre, uh, meaning uh, let him go has more than one. Uh, connotation and it stars uh, Ma and Pa Kent uh, (laughs) from the Man of Steel Zack Snyder version of Superman Uh, not as Ma and Pa Kent Uh, Kevin Costner and Diane Lane play a older couple living out their golden years on a farm Uh, their son and his wife also uh, kind of live nearby and always pop in they have a younger son as well um a baby that they're kind of you know bringing up and and you can tell that there's a little bit of friction between diane lane's character and her Her uh, daughter-in-law at the beginning but after a tragic event um and i'm not spoiling anything because this happens in the first it's the setup you're not the setup of the movie and also it's 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 talked about even in the trailer but the son dies in a horrible horseback uh, riding accident and um, that kind of changes the dynamic and as the daughter-in-law kind of moves on and remarries um, to a man who's a part of a family called the Wee Boys, which I boys. kept laughing if I, have at. To, if I have to hear the term Wee Boy, or not the term, the name Wee Boy again, I'm going to fucking, like, I Wee Boy must, like, take a shot every time you hear someone say Wee Boy in this movie. Well, at first I thought it was, like, Wee Boys or something else, but, like, it literally is W-E-B-O-Y. You a Wee Boy? Yeah. And it would, even be, it would only be better if it was in, like, an Irish or Scottish accent. Oh, you're a little Wee Boy. Yeah. Um, and then they're they're the Blackledge family. And the movie takes place in... Um, Montana. The... Yeah, in in the fifties, sixties. It? So it's 60s, it's the yeah. early sixties, and so yeah. So at first, I wasn't sure what what the when this movie took place, but then you start seeing, like obviously with the the costumes, but specific specifically the with cars. the cars, and you're kind of like, 
what decade is this taking place in? Because they're talking about going on this road trip to, okay, so getting back on track, because we digress there a little bit with the wee boys. boys. With the wee boys. So this daughter-in-law marries into this new family um, and takes uh, their grandson to go and live uh, mysteriously after one night uh, without saying anything to North Dakota. And it's kind of like in the backwoods of North Dakota to the wee boy uh, estate to live with the, uh, the matriarch of that family who's played by Leslie Manville and who I think is in a different movie entirely. Um, <laughs> yeah. And sort of it's becomes this road trip drama, revenge thriller that is also playing into Americana and specifically trying to deconstruct and sort of put back together the neo-noir Western. You know, we've seen a lot of that since, you know, Cormac McCarthy's, the Coen brothers adaptation of Cormac McCarthy's No Country for Old Men. And we recently reviewed The Devil All the Time, which I feel like even Hell or High Water, which kind of all of these movies, I think, I think Devil Devil all the time and this kind of are competing neck and neck for what's better. I think this is a more simple and easy story that kind of feels like yeah. there's a lot more it's trying to be there's a lot And we are back. Sorry about that everybody. Eric is a uh, a hand a talker. Little, little goofster and he pulled out his cord. Uh Eric, you were talking about how you thought this was uh, a little bit more simplistic which makes it work a little bit better than uh The Devil All the Time, I think. Yeah, I mean? yeah, I think it's I think it's a movie that kind of is more modest than The The Devil All the Time which has a a, a greater ambition in tor- sort of telling, you know, an epic story where this is kind of looking at the genre and kind of playing with the tropes of the western but also trying to look at it in a kind of in, in not a contemporary way, because obviously it's it's a period piece, but sort of looking at like the Westerns that we're familiar with, whether they be the John Wayne films or, you know, the, the Clint Eastwood movies and sort of looking at them from a less kind of maybe machismo way or sort of looking at them how, you know, change and the world around us is kind of changing at that specific time in the 1960s and how these two characters are from a different era and how everything around them is moving forward and they are trying to hold on to the past and specifically the pain of losing somebody so close to them and trying to hold on to the last thing that they have of their son which is their grandson and so you know that let him go title has a double meaning to it. And, and I think some of like the third act is more kind of like your classic, you know, pulpy Western vibe. It definitely definitely picks up because it's it's a slow slow burn. burn. Yeah. 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 As a road trip movie. And it's about the characters just kind of literally going on this road trip from point A to point B and kind of making stops and, and interrogating people, interrogating people, but talking to people, but also just kind of maybe reconnecting a little bit because there has been some time that's passed since the death of their son. And, you know, you learn that Diane Lane's character is kind of given up horse training and she was really passionate about that. He's a retired uh, sheriff, sheriff yeah. and, and, and police officer. So, you know, like you kind of learn, you know, about their backstory. But I think the thing I like the most about this film are the two performances and the chemistry between both Diane Lane and Kevin Costner. Yeah. It feels very lived in and it feels like a, these two performances and these characters have been together for a lifetime. And like, I love 
and a lot of people might not like this, but I like that there was, you know, silences between them and that, yeah. you know, they could just kind of look at each other and anticipate what one was thinking or one was going to do and sort of communicate that way. They have such an amazing shorthand together and it feels very genuine and authentic to the characters. And I think they're very good together. And I just kind of like the, the, the silence of this movie and that it's not afraid to be quiet. I think its biggest problem is that it does want a little bit more in that third act and that it's trying to kind of sort of amount to something a little bit bigger not as epic or sprawling as devil all the time but it wants to be memorable in sort of its kind of neo-noir kind of pulpy quality and i think it doesn't pull that off and it almost tonally feels like it belongs in like an a 90s action movie movie at times to be fair that was the shot in the leg that i kind of needed from the movie because like i get what you're saying but for me that didn't really work like i do like um uh costner and, and lane and i do think that they have great chemistry but the movie was just a little too dry and a little too slow moving for me where i could never get invested into any of it and like the wee boy thing, like I kind of get what you're what you're saying of like, you know, the neo Western kind of thing, like this guy who was a sheriff, obviously, you know, um, if this is in the 60s and he's in his 60s, like he was a sheriff probably in the 20s and 30s. Right. Like so it is that kind of like he's not on horseback per se anymore, but he's driving in his car and he's talking to people and he goes to the police station and and like I liked the vibe of some of it, but then it just kind of started to lose me in the middle where I'm like, okay, I need this to pick up a little bit and get going because if I just hear the term wee boy over and over again and just them looking for whoever the fuck the wee boys are, I'm going to lose my mind. And like it was a failure for Nintendo, (laughs) Nintendo Wii boy yeah yeah the virtual boy and the we put together there you go um and like i do like the names though like they they ha- they're the black ledge family you got the we boys there's someone named drags wolf like uh who is a um uh a, a man they meet along their way who kind of helps them and, and and stuff and i i liked some of that stuff it's just like to me dude i just couldn't get invested because it couldn't keep my attention and like i kept drifting and um, I actually liked the last act as maybe as far of a departure as it was from the first two thirds of the movie. It kind of was the, uh, jolt I needed where I was like, man, I'm bored out of my mind for like 90% of this. And then the last act, it kind of picks up and I'm like, all right, I don't necessarily, I, I do feel like a lot of this came out of nowhere in that like, it seems like it's way bigger than it was before, but I kind of needed some excitement and I was kind of there for it. Um, but then I like some of the payoffs with the character beats too in the final act. Like um, I think they do feel earned by the end of it. Um, I just Kevin Costner has a great time, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. He, yeah. The last act for him does not. Uh, yeah. It, is a little, a little painful, but um, I, ultimately i i was just kind of bored and uh it's unfortunate because like i just could not get into it and then i do think it picked up and almost saved it for me in the last act but maybe i went in thinking it was going to be that last act for the movie and it ended up being a much slower burn which just didn't click with me and then when it finally got to that last act which is maybe more of what i wanted i didn't think of like 90s 
action territory like you there's one scene specifically i'll talk to you about after we finish recording this because it feels like it would be something like you could take it out of this movie and put it in like a final action scene between a villain and hero and yeah there is that stuff with leslie manville's character like you were saying where she looks like she feels like she's in another movie well she's kind of channeling almost like i think i mentioned this when we talked about the trailer but it, it is evident in the movie it almost feels like that whole section when they're in sort of wee boy territory in North Dakota kind of feels almost like it becomes animal kingdom. And it feels like she's kind of doing like her version of Jackie Weaver in animal kingdom. And like, it's a very kind of over the top big performance. And like, you know, the way that like a lot of these kind of big villains in Westerns kind of coming in to kind of, sort of intimidate the the hero or the the protagonist of the story is and i actually even really liked the stuff building up to that where i thought that there was a lot of suspense in the confrontations that they were having with certain people that I they were talking that, yeah. to you know getting information from um and sort of you know like basically sort of getting out the the message that they're in town to find their their grandson and i think that stuff all works and i think that stuff is again it's not like anything major in terms of like a theatrical moment or or full of like you know the kind of tension or suspense that you would find in like you know an action movie or suspense film but i think for the kind of movie this is it kind of works in sort of like you know the small town lawlessness of america and specifically you know out in the more conservative kind of locations where there's not a lot of uh, enforcement of law and policy and, and, you know, people can kind of still run wild and free like it was the West, you know, of, of yesteryear. And I, I think that's kind of interesting to look at and, there is a campiness to it all. And, and, and I think that that kind of works for the most part. And um, again, I think it's, it's, it's build up to that final act kind of, makes it all worthwhile but i think there are moments throughout it's just it's a very conventionally made movie and plot that is very much a a a standard kind of you know western story like there's there's not a lot there in terms of like oh this is really meaningful or or something new uh or you know is looking at the iconography we're familiar with and sort of saying anything that we don't already know but it thinks it is and that's my biggest problem with the movie because it's saddling itself with like a greater expectation of making this movie a deeper and more meaningful film, but I'll take this over all of Scott Cooper's films. Like this is way better than something like out of the furnace is, or even like crazy heart that's dealing with like that kind of Americana kind of thing with yeah, a more depressing kind of ending. Um, it's just that <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big Scott Cooper. Fan. I'm not either. I'm not either. Or even hostiles. Like I like this more than hostiles, but like, it just feels like he's trying to make that kind of movie. And that's what this is. And this isn't a great, version of you know that kind of film which i think the best versions are hell or high water or no country for old men more I recently would agree with both of those, um, yeah. but like i can understand what it's going for and i think that overall like it is it has its moments it has moments and yeah. there was enough there to just recommend it slightly and i think both costner and lane are the the main reasons for that and it looks good too like it is a nice looking movie for what it is yeah, i'd agree so, with that yeah. yeah yeah and i think i just fall slightly on the other end where i it, it's a hard recommend hard movie to recommend for me like i don't i just i it kind of lost me in the middle and and sort of won me back at the end and i agree with you that like it is 
I think because it was so standard that like I just couldn't really get super invested in it. And I think, uh, again, there are those moments uh, of tension and I like the last act for the most part, even if it gets a little bit silly. And And you love pork chops. um, I do genuinely love pork chops. I think I'm making pork chops this weekend, some pork souvlaki chops, some potato wedges and a salad. Um, that sounds really good right now. I haven't had dinner. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, um, I'm te- again, same with come play where I was like teetering between a two and a half and a three. Weirdly, I went a three on come play. I was a little bit more forgiving where for this, I, I think I'm teetering. I'm going to give it a, t- a two and a half. I'll give it a three. And and again, like I think that this movie, I, I just also like Westerns and Westerns yeah. are a genre that aren't as um abundant as as many other are many uh are so like it is kind of nice to just get something but i think that this is good as long as you're in the mood for that but if you're expecting like something on the level of unforgiven you're not necessarily going to get it or high plains drifter or something like that like this is kind of this is a more modest interpretation of you know the classics being retold and it just has two really good performances and pork yeah. chops love pork chops uh and if you love pork chops you might like our other podcast that we do we have uh tons of other reviews that you guys can check out on this channel including the aforementioned come play that we just recently reviewed uh borat subsequent movie film uh we just reviewed uh so go check that out we'll have reviews coming up uh soon for things like the kid detective uh, I don't know, even know what other movies are coming out because well, we've got the Ron Howard film, Hillbilly oh, yeah. Elegy. Speaking of Weeboys. A lot of, Nef- a lot of Netflix stuff that we'll be reviewing and things like that. So uh, keep it locked here. Um, our flagship show, the Untitled Movie Podcast, will have a new episode, our 78th draft, uh, coming to you guys very, very soon. So keep an eye on that. Uh, it's our long form, free flowing, two hours usually. Uh, podcast with uh, Eric and I, you know, shooting the shit, talking about the entertainment industry and Untitled Movie Conversations, which is our interview show. We have a couple of great episodes there. We hope to get that back in uh, rolling very, very soon. Um, if you have another spare moment, we would love, 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 love if you guys dropped a review for those trilogy, that trilogy of podcasts. So all three of those, just hop on over to Apple Podcasts, hit that five stars, whatever podcast service and whatever rating scale that they have. We would love for you guys to go uh, give us a rating. Um, also, Follow us at untitled underscore cast on all social medias. And as always, my name is Matt Roybeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com. I was also on the most recent episode of Eric's show Cinema Scene, which you guys can find at rogerstv.com slash cinema scene. Um, and on Rogers TV, if you live in the regions where it's playing, check online for where those are. Or just watch um, it online. Or you can watch it online. That's probably the easiest thing. Um, and you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. I'm usually rating things on Letterboxd so you can spoil all of these reviews. And unless they're embargoed, which I don't put up until these go up. Uh, like this one. Um, and uh, Twitter, you know, saying nonsense. At Matt Rohrbeck. Follow me. Bye. All about Taco Bell. Uh, I'm Eric March, and you can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinema scene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Eat my pork chops or don't. Wee boy.